this water I'm holding is forbidden. Why is that? Uh, when I was pouring it, the little light on the filter. Oh, it's red. Yeah, it means don't drink. Stop. Do not go. Yeah, we're we're living on the edge by drinking this. I don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's healthy for me, but I paid no attention to it, and the rebellious side of me yeah. is kind of enjoying it. Yeah, because I'm a rule follower. Mm-hmm. But you are drinking the red water too. The same, folks. We so this may- could be our last podcast. This is it. It's going to be very short. hydrated but we're not sure how this is going to go welcome to the 23 podcast michael puppas here with father jeff hey everybody michael how are you doing <gasps> wow so intentional about yeah. that today like what's going on in your life i'm touched that you would ask father thank you uh i'm doing really well well praise god for that it's been a good week i'm just trying to live in the moment be thankful mm-hmm. focus on the beatitudes one month at a time there you go well at least trying okay let's be honest how many of us forgot we already <laughs> we already failed at the new year's resolution just trying to live it out but you know what a new week a new opportunity amen right and father you're doing okay i am just want to make sure that you know that i care about you i appreciate that and it's, that we're checking in with each other i, I received that yeah. yeah thank you that's good i'm glad that we're having this really open dialogue mm-hmm. on recording yeah this is like when <laughs> you know when you call a place and they're like your call may be recorded or monitored for quality purposes right that's basically this podcast for our friendship Right. Yeah. Yeah. So quality thanks for pur- quality purposes. Thanks everybody for keeping us accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's February. I know. Isn't that Man, crazy. Man, I am just excited about the year moving on along. Spring is coming, but let's not discount what beauty winter has and what the ordinary time affords us. Uh, but Lent will be around the corner. For those of you planning ahead, Ash Wednesday is coming. February 22nd. But we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Right. But it's it's during this month. So yeah. let's just enjoy what we have. Uh, last week we talked about getting into the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. And before we get into the gospel reading, just want to mention briefly that you're going on a trip next fall. Right. So again, um, leading pilgrimage to the Holy Land next October. And so there's actually an informational meeting on Thursday, uh, February 9th at 6 o'clock. So it's next week. Yeah, Thursday the 9th. Um, I think in Roncalli Hall. Probably depends on how many people show up. but It's going to be so many people you're going to have to be in the church. Yeah, that's going to be right. We're going to be out stuff Maybe coming the atrium. out the doors. Actually, I think it's listed as the atrium, which I think is more, that's more a nice, reasonable. That's a good meeting space. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been to the Holy Land before? I never have. So this is going to be your first trip, too. Yeah. That's so cool. I figured, you know, I figured it's one of those places I should probably go yeah, once. Yeah, you know? 100%. Um, let's, let's lay it out there. Nervous, excited, a little bit of everything. Yeah, all that, all that. You know, I've never been to that part of the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, great. I mean, I always hear people, you know, saying how powerful an experience it is, and mm-hmm. and everything. You know, they call the Holy Land the fifth gospel, and it's because it's. Yeah. I mean, you see all those, all the from where in the gospel is just right there in all those places, and right. all that, and helps you appreciate that, and and really uh, embrace it more. And so, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be really good. 
And Father Jeff is so generous because he is offering to pay for anybody that wants to go on this trip. So I, you know, you got to, you know, I figured it was time to spend that first communion money. (laughs) Well, you must have a uh, lot of first communion money. So the interest is compounded. Oh, that's good. Back when interest rates were really good. Right. Yeah. yeah, Back in the eighties, you know, things were rocking. (laughs) Rocking and rolling. (laughs) You know? Well, that's exciting. If you, I would say, even if you have you you might even be thinking there's no way I can go to the Holy Land. Just show up and get some more information yeah. about it. Learn a little bit more about it. Um you know, I follow enough Catholic personalities on social media that I I see every now and then people that are on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and some of the various sites. I've I've never been there myself. Um but Steven Garzano, who's a Catholic musician, mm-hmm. we do quite a few of his songs here. He was just recently there and so I feel like even just in the last few weeks has been kind of fun to watch him going and uh, you know, they take a photo or a video at various sites mm-hmm. of either celebrating mass or praying in certain places. Um, and then, of course, you know, offering up people to even just comment and in, in right there on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it may be. You know, what prayers can I offer mm-hmm. up for you when mm-hmm. I am at this this site? So pretty cool. Yeah, because the pilgrimage is, is def- different than a vacation. Right. Know, that, you know, there is, you know, prayer, not just that's the the primary mission, you yeah. know, is to is to pray and have mass at these these places and to bring the prayers of people who are unable to go and and to see what God has in store for us. We mm-hmm. kind of trust that God is going to move in our life in some way through this experience. Sure. Well, that's great. Uh, if you have any any interest at all, definitely attend the meeting. If for nothing else, you get to hang out with Father Jeff. So that worth the price of admission. I mean, just go for it. Yeah. And the truth is, Father Thursday night. Father Jeff doesn't really need a vacation because he works with such wonderful people. Right. So every day feels I'm living like, the dream. Feels like vacation. Right. Right here in the cornfields of Perrysburg, Ohio. That's right. <laughs> I can see the palm trees. That's right. Oh no, that's a corn stalk. Oh. Just kidding. Okay. I alluded to the gospel earlier. Let's get into it. Back to Matthew, still chapter five. Just to recap last week, we had talked about the Sermon on the Mount. We started with the Beatitudes last week at the beginning of chapter five. And the Sermon on the Mount continues chapters 5, 6, and 7. This week, we are picking up at the very next verse after mm-hmm. the Beatitudes. This is Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. And really, the, the, the gospel we had last week, you know, verses 1 through 12, and then here, uh, 13 to 16, and a lot of, you know, commentaries and things are actually grouped together. Mm-hmm. You know, so they talk about Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 16 as one kind of whole piece. Okay. And so really this is kind of a the back end of that that intro to the sermon on on the mount okay. before he gets into sort of other topics. Um So yeah, we'll just uh we'll just dive into it. Jesus says to his disciples, "You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out." And trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. I think in this we even. Um, you know, with the Beatitudes coming right before this, mm-hmm. you know, as we talked about last week, just sort of living those out, um, what that might, what might that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, I think Jesus is, is, is talking a little bit more about living those Beatitudes out, 
um, being salt, being light. And those are two things. It's interesting. They don't really exist just for themselves. Yeah. No, they exist for the, the sake of something else. So salt exists to, you know, preserve meats, uh, to save things from corruption. Sure. Uh, and it helps just bring out flavor, flavor. Mm-hmm. right, uh, to food. So it's used for something else. And light only really just shows you what's there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what's already there. And so living out these the beatitudes, living out our, our Christian life is not just for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, but really is meant to be for for the good of others uh, to pervert, preserve what's what's good around us to bring you know the flavor so, so to speak of Christ to the world mm-hmm. uh, to bring you know light to the world and um, so others can see what's worth, worth seeing. I love that line: the flavor of Christ. Flavor of Christ. <laughs> I'm. Many thoughts come to mind. Right, I'm, the, the bouillon aisle. I'm going right, to yeah. really, yeah, right. better than beef, better. Yeah. Better than I think that's in the international food, speaking of the Holy Land. It'd be in the international oh. food section uh, aisle. What a great, what that's, a great that's, time. That's aisle 19 at Kroger. What I, no, I don't know. <laughs> that's good. I would, let's go grocery shopping sometime. It's probably aisle 23, actually. Is Do you know your aisles? That I way? don't know my aisles. Are you, when, do you make a grocery list? Uh... If it gets really long, yeah. Um, and do you are you the type of personality that will put your list in the order of the aisles in the stores? So since I well, since I don't know the aisles, that, um, yeah, that would be hard. Yeah, I know people that do that. I can't. It, it's too much pre planning yes. for me. Yeah, and, and you know, it it there's some there's something about the spontaneity and the adventure of just sort of like showing up at the store and seeing what happens, like. Double stuffed Oreos. Or... See, milk and bananas are always on my list. That's good. That's... And so that's usually when I go to the store is when I'm out of both of those things. <laughs> milk and, it... and bananas. Right. Yeah. And that's like whatever else happens. You know, I see what, what frozen vegetables are on sale. Fantastic. Um, this you know, maybe some nuts. You should you know? be on like guys grocery games sometime. <laughs> Father Jeff. <laughs> that's what, right. What I was thinking about with salt, though, speaking of food and, and groceries, uh, there's this little documentary on Discovery Plus that I've been watching uh, with Chef Jose Andres, if you know who he is, so he does. He runs. Um, oh, it's called World's World Foods Kitchen. World Food Kitchen. Let me look it up just so I can say it correctly. Um, yeah, I think it's called World Food Kitchen, and and he is literally um, a World Central Kitchen. I'm sorry, World Central Kitchen, and he's he's literally feeding millions of people around the like within. Um, I. I believe days, a matter of days of the invasion of Ukraine, World Central Kitchen had people on the ground feeding people in Ukraine that didn't have any food and things like that. They've they've been in many refugee situations all over the world, things like that, just trying to get people food. It's a really beautiful cause. But on top of the humanitarian things that he does, he's also a great chef. And in this show, he's traveling around Spain, which is the country that he's from, with his uh, two daughters that are like college age and just taking them around and showing them all the different re- regions of Spain and the food that comes from it. So it's super fun to watch and and a foodie like me likes just to see all the different things mm-hmm. that are are that they're doing. But he was talking about the importance of salt. That's what mm. I'm getting at in this. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, yeah, if somebody doesn't can't eat a lot of salt because they have high blood pressure, I'm I'm going to like listen to the request and maybe not put as much salt in the food, but I know it's not going to taste as good. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's true. Like we salt things not just arbitrarily, we do it to bring the best out of something to make it taste as good as it possibly can. Um, hopefully without overdoing it or increasing our blood pressure too much along the way. But 
salt is important and something that we probably don't think a lot about, but I don't know about you, but I use salt in cooking all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It's hard with, I wouldn't salt bananas or milk. Just, right. Just to be clear. Yeah. Not a good. It's all right. So if you're making bananas foster, it's. Uh... Yeah. Not a, not a, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it would bring out a little flavor. But you know, I was reminded, we were talking about the line, the Psalms, um, I believe it is, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. You know, so we're talking about the flavor of Christ. It does, it is kind of a, a weird thing to say. But in light of that, you know, tasting and seeing the goodness of the Lord, um, I was on retreat once too, and um, the the grace they had us pray for for a lot of those days it was one of those eight day silent retreats. Was Lord help me to taste your um, just your your grace in a new way? Hmm. Um, so there, there's just something about just even that image, um, not only for ourselves tasting and seeing the the goodness of the Lord, but then if we're going to be the salt of the earth. Are other people tasting and seeing the goodness of the Lord through us? Mm. And I think that's part of, you know, what uh, what Jesus is is trying to to get at and and, and motivate us to to do to be uh, out in the world. Well, and in quite the literal sense, he said to us at the Last Supper, "Take and eat this. This is my body. Mm-hmm. This is my blood. Do this in memory of me." So, of course, there's great imagery here and in, in what we see in kind of these illustrations that he's using in the Sermon on the Mount, but then he doubles down with it as we get further into his ministry, as we know more of the story, and we know that there's a literal nourishment that will come from this eventually. Yep, for us and, um, and for the world. Um, I wrote this down the other day when I was reading through things. It said, without vibrant Christians, the world is a much worse place. Hmm. And um, yeah, so there's you know as we talk about we've been talking you know at masses and stuff about mission and and things like that and that's I think this is just part of that yeah. we're just to go out and to be salt and light uh, just to bring out what's good to help reveal what's good and um, and guide people to experiencing uh, the goodness of of God through us. Well, let's switch images now to light, shall mm-hmm. we? Since we we talked about salt quite a bit. Uh, this year, this time of year, more than ever, we know how much of an effect light or lack of light can have on us. Mm-hmm. Even waking up this morning, I thought, "Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a little light out there today. Maybe it's getting better." And then I realized, "Oh no, it's just snow cover. It just seems brighter out the window, mm-hmm. even even though it's still dark." Uh, so light or lack thereof affects our mood, affects mm-hmm. our our relationship with other people. Um, but it also affects our our day to day existence and something that we definitely take for granted. Mm-hmm. When I uh, that remember the cold cold storm right before Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, we lost power for like five hours that Friday night. Mm-hmm. I was literally back to food my life. Uh, back I was in the middle of cooking dinner and it just went black like dark and i knew in the back of my mind through the whole storm i was like oh there's a chance we could lose Mm -hmm. power it's gonna be super windy how bad is it gonna be i haven't been like in total pitch black Mm -hmm. in probably a long time and it was father when i tell you (laughs) it was dark i was trying to track down candles with the flashlight on my phone and luckily i could see a little bit with that but Mm -hmm. it was it was a totally different experience something that we we so take for granted yeah yeah, I don't even have candles. I, I'd be a priest. Trouble. A priest doesn't even have candles. We're at church. Well, you know, you know what? Not at my house. You know what saved the day? True story. Our Advent wreath because oh. it was already on the table. So I'm like trying to like this is me. 
trying to find it, like uh-huh. pat it down in the dark and then try to light a match. Um, but we got it. So luckily, we with the advent wreath, the light of Christ. Nice. We could at least get part of the house. And since it was, it was December twenty third, you didn't need the wreath anymore, so you could just let it. Oh, I let it go. <laughs> you're right. I was like, oh man, we're not going to need this anymore. We're just I my advent candle had never been burned out. Yeah, so you got your money's worth. They were like itty bitty tiny what by the time they were done. It was great. Uh, but yeah, the importance of light and being. Um, a light to others. It's attractive to people, right? C.S. Lewis has this great quote where he said, I believe in Christianity like I believe in the sun, not only because I see it, but because I see everything else by it. Hmm. And um, I think that's that's the way that, that we're meant to live our, our own life, to live those beatitudes. It's, you know, that's sort of the point of those is how is, how is, how is it we're supposed to live our, our life mm-hmm. you know, out in the world? Um, and then to see everything else by it, and to have other people see, again, to see God uh, through through us. It's I think it's important to also note here, though, that sometimes in our own ego, we can maybe get confused that we become li- the light of the sure. world. But really, in essence, what we're doing is reflecting. Right? Yeah. We are a reflection of the light of the world. Right, and that's and that's sort of where a true humility comes in when we're willing to um, let God be the the defining you know aspect of our of our life, and when our our joy and our peace, we recognize that our the source of those is ultimately in God. It actually brings us freedom to be able to do this um, better and more easily, but with less actual effort because it's just it's just sort of coming out of us um and so especially if we we don't feel like we have a lot of light um you know then maybe that's the place that we need uh to start is uh is inviting the light of christ to shine on us first um because in in some ways it shouldn't be um it should just come out a little bit more natural than um than than really i don't know having to force it i guess um, well, again, too, even in in the final verses of the passage, he, he says, just so that your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds. And he could have stopped there, you know, mm-hmm. that they may see your good deeds. But then he goes one step further and he says, and glorify your heavenly father. So the goodness that we're doing as a result of our light shining is still pointing towards something else. Yeah, ultimately, when people see us, they should see Christ. Um, and that's that's I think the a good goal for all of us, especially when we when we think of that, we're like, oh yeah, I don't I don't know if that's really true. Mm. Um, but I think we're all called the greatness, and I think that's that's part of that that greatness is um, is being able to live in a way that when other other people see us, they see they see Christ and the light of Christ. Um, it's present in in the in the darkness. With that comes a lot of pressure, but also the realization that we're not called to perfection because mm-hmm. we're not, right? But in the pursuit of holiness, we are constantly embraced by mercy and grace and forgiveness and second chances mm-hmm. and all of those things. So that when we miss the mark, we can go ahead and say, okay, well, maybe I didn't quite make it this time, but guess what? I can try again. But it's that continual um what's the word i want the con- the continual commitment to 
getting back up and saying, okay, maybe I can do better next time. Mm-hmm. And recognizing the light's not ours, but is uh, from the Lord. So in some way, we're more just like a mirror. You sound like Justin Timberlake. Like in my mirror. Whoa. And in the back of me. Whoa. Remember that song? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I like JT. Your, your woes. JT, are you guys friends? <laughs> you call them nicknames? Yeah. Well, that's so cool. In this Christmas card that I send them, yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you, I think I might have shared this story on this podcast pr- prior to your arrival. Mm. I once convinced my daughter that I was friends with Justin Timberlake. because well, I think we talked about that. Was it us? Yeah. Because okay, I followed him on Instagram. I mm-hmm. was like, well, why else would he let me follow him if I wasn't friends with him? Yeah, hello. She didn't believe me. Yeah. But every She's now and then, kid. if I see a post, I was like, hey, look, it's my, my friend. But I don't call him JT. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, you guys are a lot closer. Oh, yeah. All right, let's pray for this friendship. And for Justin. And for, and for our dear friend, Justin. <laughs> Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm Holy Spirit. My God, we thank you for um, shedding your light upon us. Um, we thank you that, that really you love us so much that you have called us to share in your life, that you have made us for a purpose, um, that you've made us to be uh, salt and light out in the world. Um, help us God by your grace to, to be able to do that, um, to just in, in simple ways, just live your life, live out the Beatitudes to, um, bring out what's good to, um, allow others to see you through us. Um, help us to just be patient with that whole process. Um, but in the end, uh, just be thankful, uh, for, for the abundance of, of your love for us and your desire to have us share that with the world or if those are i pray for those who out there um who just need your your loving care in a special way this day we love you we thank you for your love for us sustain us this day and each day in that love in the holy spirit and through christ our lord amen amen i think there's only one way to end this like our friend justin would do mm-hmm. bye 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 <laughs>